Stay Bible Podcast. Oh, sorry. Stay <laughs> uh, Bible Podcast podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur. I'm Natalie holding on by a fucking thread. Yeah, I'm Kathleen. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Anyone else losing their mind? Yeah, you and Kathleen have just been. I mean, I guess we're like in sync with how terrible we feel. Yeah, and it's raining today. I feel like that just adds a layer. Is it raining where you are? It stormed this morning. Yeah. It's been raining like all day. Yeah. (laughs) Gestures everywhere. (laughs) It stormed this morning. And I'm going to close the window all awkwardly. (laughs) Sorry. Um, These people and you're like. Yeah. I was going to mute it, and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> Got to be my true, authentic self. I'm closing the window. Um, yeah. Podcast. Leave now. Yeah. So You're not is... ready for us just rambling our deep thoughts. I know. And then, you know what's so funny? If we of our deep thoughts and some pushback we got, and I mean, like, minimal. I think it was, like, one and a half person. I was thinking about that quote I was talking to you about, like, the truth has, like, three stages. It's, like, met visceral, da 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 there's, there's three stages, but at the third stage, is just accept it. And I'm thinking about, like, how Amy Schumer has just been getting exposed. It's, like, every – I think everyone is finally on board that this person is not well. Did you see when she, like, attacked that girl, the, the young actress who's, like, oh, yeah. 27, um, 28? Eight. Asia something or another. Yeah, Angel like Johnson, I think her name actress, is. Actress. And yeah. she does like, she's kind of like a fashion girly. Yeah. It was like, uh, what? It was crazy. Even, I commented on your TikTok because I was, it's like, Lamorn, not yeah. Winston. But then oh, yeah. was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and I get it. I like, to be fair, we, you know, we shit on celebrities all the time, but like, they don't do social media like, the rest yeah, of us yeah that's especially part if they're of why, just on instagram yeah that's part of why we like criticize when they are just blindly reposting stuff because it's like they don't use social media the way that we do they have teams they get so many comments and dms constantly that they can't just like casually scroll so they just like dip in when they feel like it and so yeah they sometimes maybe don't and someone like lamorne who's like you know pretty successful actor and comedian he he, but he's not like a household name he probably even still has he doesn't go on social media just like scrolls yeah but yeah (laughs) natalie gets the same amount of weird dms on nori's black book i'm sure it's like yeah Yeah. and and again celebrities have the means that's that was our criticism on the episode when we talked about amy schumer it's like celebrities have the means to take five seconds and make sure, like, they know what they're talking about. They have publicists ca- that can write these perfectly, like, crafted statements that will piss off the least amount of people. So, and then people being like, you're brave because you just said what your heart said. It's like, is it bravery or is it impulse control? <laughs> I'm surprised how quickly Selena Gomez unraveled. Like, <laughs> It was I'm not surprised. watching and a I train was, wreck. Uh, I've always been a hater. I'm I don't, I'm not a I don't even know what the whole deal is with Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber. I don't know what any of that is. Selena's just always giving me weird vibes. 
Sorry to all the Selenators, Selenators in our mentions. <laughs> she has said she's going to quit social media so many times, but then she's back like 30 seconds later. Yeah. she. I was just like, it's one of those things. And again, I don't know what the elite make celebrities do, but from where I sit, it was like, nobody asked you anything. Like, yeah. you could have just lived your life. You well, can over here. I'm sure to make something, but also I've, yeah. I've said this before. I'm saying Bible so many times. I, something about like Selena being in the like Disney kids mm-hmm. era and dating Justin Bieber when they were like the it couple for so long. She ended up with some like top tier, best of the line PR you can get in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so, because we know baby girl's been to rehab on more than one occasion. Yeah. Uh, again, send me some emails. I don't care. Her music career, even if you like her music, I wouldn't call it remarkable. I surprisingly like her music. Like, I I say I don't. Like, I say I don't, and then I know I know five Selena Gomez songs. The girl can make a hit, and the girl can be entertaining acting. I say all that to say it's not, she's not standing out of the pack, good or bad. I think that if she was just an average actress or singer, no criticism, but because she had this insane PR machine behind her when the the Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, Disney stars of it all, she has like probably some of the best PR in representation that there is. Absolutely. So for her to be just like posting willy nilly and then like one second in the comments of Haley Bieber stan accounts and then another second being like I need to go work on my mental health it's just it's all over the place she's and all that, over the place I don't even blame her for being all over the place in fact I would be all over the place if I was her I'm a human who is a hundred something followers <laughs> I'm just like an average Joe I get overwhelmed by social media so if I had an entire team working for me I'd be like you guys figure this out I, I think what's weird that. about her, and I think we talked about this before after her MTV Music Video Awards meltdown, she's a comedic actress. Tech, I, I mean, that's basically what she, a humorous one at most. And she is so fucking uptight. Like, she could not just relax and, like, not take herself yeah. so seriously. It's well, quite it's interesting. Like she puts social media and then she's back in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Again, I don't blame you for that feeling i would do that too if i was in your place but what's frustrating is as a consumer is i want you to say hey you have all the resources in the world to just not do that well she says weird stuff well not weird flippant i'll say flippant stuff like i know my post isn't going to make a difference and people are like aren't you the most followed woman on instagram what if you if you feel like your posts aren't going to make a difference, then don't make one. Oh, I guess we don't have to do this. We and then really don't have it. to do it. And then you're like, I'm on a social media break. And then you go to a, an extremely orchestrated dinner with Taylor Swift, which you all know how we feel about that. A day later with Gigi Hadid, whose family was literally expelled from Palestine. Like, you can't act like you're just... I'm just a girl and life's happening to me. I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> I think Taylor Swift stepped in and was like, bitch, let me take over. We're going to yeah. go to dinner. I'm bringing that annoying Even Britney bitch. I will give Taylor, <laughs> I will give Taylor Swift credit. I, I think she's in a position where she can't necessarily have, like, bold opinions. But, but girls calculated. She's calculated. 
Yeah. And the beneficial thing about her not, no one's even asking her to speak out because she has, Beyonce too, no, no offense, Beyonce, you too have this thing going on. You, they never take a stance on anything really. Yeah. Unless it's like really something, and I don't mean that in a rude way. I, I like Kathleen, I don't blame them. Like sometimes you I'm just want to be. I'm less offended by that yeah. than, I mean, I think there were times that we, you know, Natalie and I have like talked about how frustrating it was like in a past where Taylor Swift maybe didn't speak out about stuff with like the gay community, but then was really into having that as like her album release and it was a lot around the same time as the elections. It's like there's times you're like, you could say something and it'll make a difference, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing if celebrities right. don't say anything. I actually think it's probably less offensive than saying something unhinged then putting your foot in your mouth then retracting it then saying you're quitting social media then showing up at upper whatever side of manhattan with taylor swift and Gigi hadid like they just in knots and again everyone's in knots everyone feels overwhelmed by the situation but i don't have an agency on record to craft statements for me, yeah. manage my day-to-day tasks, go into my social media and like post something that's gonna appease my brand sponsors. You do. So utilize it. That's all I'm saying. Like if Beyonce ever speaks out, which yeah, right. But if she ever ever does, it will be in this nice sweet spot where the ball's already yeah. rolling in that direction, and she'll say something about we should all have freedom and equality. Da 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 da. I'm praying for the Israeli boys and girls. I'm praying for the Palestinian boys and girls, and let freedom ring. Like it will be something like you're saying, very calculated, <laughs> and sweet. Love be. You know what I mean? Like like remember when like the gay vote happened? She just like put this note: love is love. Love be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's a brand that she's curated and yeah. not at it. But then right. she's probably like, I'm not like, fucking equipped to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot better. And then you, but then got her dogs. But on the flip side, then, you know, you got, I've criticized Kim being like trying to maximize, yeah, capitalize on being a social justice prison reform queen and just literally dipping one pinky toe in like very specific water like that's annoying now with i'd Kim, rather be beyonce where you're like i don't comment about anything <laughs> yeah beyonce and taylor swift they're literally the same version they're like yeah i don't talk about this shit out loud <laughs> so carry Kim, on you us. want the label of being progressive prison reform queen and get the vogue cover but you just you just give the slightest, smallest amount of effort as physically possible. Now, unfortunately, I do think they, with Ivanka Trump. I don't think they I there's nothing about the Kardashians that say they have a team. It's definitely one person, Tracy, that they might run stuff by, and then that's All it. Slink of pants, and then Chris Jenner who's gets screamed at by her own children for like not doing a good enough job as their manager. I'm like, what if you hired someone who wasn't? Yeah, retired. Not Nepo babies. Oh, it's, yeah, there is. Hire your own family, and it's supposedly against the law, but Donald Yeah, Trump it's not it. nepotism. It's, oh my goodness, it's around the top of my tongue. You'll think of it as I'm talking. Um, I'm so, so tired. Because no PR team would have let Kim talk about Armenian genocide in her post about 
supporting Israel. Like it just wouldn't, they'd be like, look, we can't, this is, this is conflicting. We're all over the place. Let's focus well, and, the statement. <laughs> and the waiting too is like some of the better like celebrity statements have come out because people took time to think it through. And like, there is something to be said about like people who are suffering feel some sort of like, you know, backup if they hear someone speak for them. But again, celebrities live in a bubble. Yeah. So taking some time to make sure you've gotten a gotten your research in mama, let's research in the words of Gina Rodriguez, but also be like seeing how this panned out. Like, that that was our whole thing with the talk. Natalie was talking about where, like, thankfully we didn't get much pushback, but valid. It was like right after everything happened at the beginning of October, it was like knee jerk, just yeah. like hundreds of celebrities, like I stand with Israel, I stand with Israel, within like thirty seconds, and everyone's like, wait, wait, wait. I think we should see, how, you know, what's going on here. And I guess my <laughs> thing too is with as us us as a people, given what we've gone through in twenty twenty all that shit. I feel like the messages should be more about equality in the first place or more of a, like a equality, love, let's come together. Let's have yeah. peace. No matter where, where you stand or who you want freed. Yeah. Right. Like, like there should be a message of love and stuff. Not like room, turn not, off power like re- and water. Reposting one post that someone saw was for a government. I wouldn't even, do that for America, but yeah, I feel like we've re- we visited all this, but it's and now we're seeing it's like now time has passed. Now everyone can have a slightly more like fleshed out opinion. Yeah, these celebrities can talk to their people and like, or just yeah, again, or don't have an opinion. And but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't uh, you don't have to have a social media. Have your conversations offline. Like, me and Kathleen talk before we even turn the mic on on stuff I can't yeah. fucking talk about on this show because people are I fucking mean, crazy. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm sitting here, like, every day, like, doom. I've been a doom scroller for plenty of time. This is doom scrolling on, like, another level. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. Sorry. Also, also the door the dog broke in on me. It's all good. Also, switching gears really quickly to living in a bubble. Let's talk Kardashian Halloween costumes. God. <laughs> Let's just jump right into the main one because we know North and Kim did Cher and Dion from Clueless, which was a cute uh, biracial mommy daughter costume. I hope all of you out there with biracial kids feel inspired. I actually thought it was cute. It's very, um, she's biracial. <laughs> She's you know, I just I, and I speak to this with all celebrities, not just the Kardashians. <laughs> so over the, I got like the costume department from like a major film studio to make yeah. these costumes or find the ones that the actual person wore in a movie, and did a studio shoot. That's not what Halloween is about. Yeah, I want to see how you came up with the costume, and you're like going to a party or you're going trick or treating. I all these you could find really nice costumes and take a picture in a studio any day of the year as a celebrity. I'm bored with that. Yeah, that's and I I blame into the Instagram culture for yeah. some reason that gave us that with celebrities that they are and very that's not just the no no it's everybody. Kiki Palmer, Even normal like, people are like just coming up with some insane costume and taking a picture in like the bathroom. 
Like, I could have done that on a Tuesday. Yeah. Kiki Palmer had, like, three, by the way. She said fuck sag after his uh, rules because she did, like, all TV oh, yeah. movie characters. Um, Chloe Bailey, Hallie Bailey, and her rumor baby daddy, they did it. It was a lot. There was a lot. It's not just the Kardashians. Um, they did do – well, fuck. Kendall was Wonder Woman, whatever. Um, <laughs> then – for some reason, Chloe and Kim and those two wags, right, were the breath uh, Maybe that was them. I, I have no idea. Who was even in those <laughs> pictures? They tagged, like, the special effects people. Apparently, they had their lips were bigger than normal. Couldn't have fooled me. Uh, costume people. I don't even know who else. They tagged everybody but the people who were in the picture. And it took me, like, hours to be like, is that Kim? Kathleen sent it to me and I asked her, is Chloe in this picture? Because it was from yeah. Chloe's account. And then it took maybe two hours later when Kathleen said something about Kim. I'm like, oh, Kim's in this picture? Like, I did not yeah. notice it. Now, granted, those were those wag girls. I have no idea. Yeah. Now, granted, they're supposed to be Bratz dolls, and Bratz dolls are a little tanner than usual because Kylie's Bratz doll is tanner. So I just feel like with them, with them playing with that kind of theme it's always dangerous like if Megan Fox was a brat doll I don't think anyone would have batted an eye and call, accused them of uh blackface or whatever fuck, black black fishing whatever you want to call it but unfortunately they got that but what I did think was interesting and I think it's interesting because of what TMZ's relationship is to the Kardashians I think it's interesting that TMZ ran an article that just Chloe was black fishing and i'm like well kim was in the picture too it's very odd especially with teams i don't know i feel like chris could have called them up and been like hey take it down or include kim in the, the article it was it was odd reporting like yeah they definitely pick and choose kind of what hats they put on and take off which remind you everyone non-white people don't get to do that they don't get to just be like, yeah. <laughs> and then I thought it was so annoying. Like I said, they had these like videos later that they had these like stick on lips. I was like, yeah, you just like you overlined your lips. Both that's of what you it looked like to filler. me. Like if you were going to overdo it, you should have overdone it. Like I've watched Drag Race a million times. Like people have done Snatch Game where they put on like prosthetic lips and like extra cheeks and stuff when they're like Amanda Laporte like you could have done that like you didn't even do that I was I was an exaggerated makeup eye makeup they didn't do that it was like just like a little line I was confused because I saw brat dolls but then I saw somebody that was like oh she's Jesse Nelson from Little Mix yeah <laughs> and I was like I really believe that I was like oh maybe that's who she is and then I really for like again a half the day I thought she was the girl from Little Mix so I did the costume was a is an odd choice I mean it's a very girl choice to do a costume that you're basically just dressed up as a girl uh it's not a like costume if you're gonna attack costume. like 20 people on your team that made this possible overdo it like Heidi Klum was a worm last year puts her husband in an egg this year like if you're going to go to such lengths to be like, look what this team of 25 people put together, exaggerate it. I think, too, did they wear that to Kendall's birthday party? Because they were in the car at one point. Who even knows? That's but what I don't know. <laughs> They've gotten sloppy. It's like how I love looking at 
social media and seeing what people's Halloween costumes are. When I was a kid, I loved going to school and seeing what people were going to wear. I love trick-or-treating. I love Halloween. Make it more interesting. Where are you going? What are you doing? Make it real. Like, we all have Photoshop. AI could have come up with you dressed up as Wonder Woman, Kendall. Like, we don't care. <laughs> or Marilyn Monroe. Like, what is the fucking obsession? Yeah. Let like, the poor dead woman live. What is the obsession with being Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> I'm just like, that woman is probably like, if another one of you summons me. <laughs> and if you're going to do it, don't be so fucking lazy. You made one picture that could have been photoshopped or literally put into an AI prompt with your janky, dry, yellow wig. You didn't even bother to get the platinum right. Oh my goodness. Uh, the most pregnant one that probably couldn't go anywhere did the best at Halloween when um, Courtney put on Kim's Met Gala dress. That, was, that, fun. Was, that was That was a good time. And then she and Travis were Beetlejuice and Lydia. I felt like there was a lot of Beetlejuice and Lydia or a lot yeah. of Beetlejuice this year. Yeah. Well, what Bella Hadid did that one with, I think, The Weekend. The Weekend, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like two other. Club people ish that did it. LeBron did it this year. I feel like Courtney and Travis like just their brand of goth this Disney adults. That's fine, whatever. But yeah, it was fun for her to do the pregnant thing. I was gonna do it because I found my dress that my mom made when Kim did it the first time. But Dan didn't want to dress up as Travis Barker. Men, men ruin everything. Um, also, too, I'm just going through the things that happened since we last talked. Kindle launched her uh, fashion line. I'm putting quotes around it because it's it's okay. more of a yeah, it's more of a fashion concept. Because basically, what it is, it's Kai, and she's inviting other brands, designers, collaborators to create a collection or a capsule, and then they sell it, and then they move on to the next person. And Emma and her husband, the yes. lady behind skims and good american and she's a shark on shark tank uh is behind it and then i also saw on diet prada that of course which is the exact thing that happened with good american there was like a smaller new york brand that they ordered a bunch of samples from and then never followed up with fulfillment I will say in their defense, they didn't order. Yeah. They were sent. But still, I, it's a small defense. But they yeah. did receive the shit. <laughs> but they, the same thing happened with Good America. Mm-hmm. Or Good American. It's like, can you guys just come up with something original? Or or uplift that designer. Just be like, hey, do you want to do... Be our like, first collaborator. director on Kai. Like, even if they're not named, like, that would be great exposure. Yeah, no, or consultant because the designer that is accusing them of stealing their idea, she was the creative director for Yeezy Gap. She's done a bunch of creative directors on photo shoots and shit like that. Um, I will say though, to their credit, another to their credit, a small one. This lady is white, so that's different. They can steal from all the races. <laughs> they As switched it, it out this time. <laughs> They're not exclusive with their. Theft. Yeah, right. This lady is white. So congratulations on that. Also, the most exciting thing for me that's happened since we talked is uh He by Corey Gamble finally launched. <laughs> 
That's right. Your man could be wearing He by Corey Gamble this Corey holiday season. <laughs> granted, pictures. right. Granted, if hopefully nowhere you're at is cold because this is not for winter season, so it's very confusing. But his silk uh, short sets and robes are finally in the flagship stores at New York, Miami, and LA, and available online. I checked; these sizes go up to like a four X. Because if they did it, bitch. PK's going to buy some. Probably (laughs) DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, for sure, will be in this orange fit. This orange number. We the best. (laughs) Yeah. I can see Uh him coming. Yeah, this is, oh my God, you hit the nail on the head. DJ Khaled will definitely. has been on the Ozempic, but he'll probably still get the smaller size. Yeah, that's his style. Um, French Montana, I feel like, dabbles in this shit. Um, he modeled the hell out of this on our Instagram page. He was giving <laughs> face. He was serving body. I mean, he showed Kendall how a real model does it. How a real bitch does it. Like, <laughs> move the fuck you out of the way. That you're the baddest bitch in the room. You can't <laughs> just walk the walk. You gotta believe it in your bones. I hope Chris was at this shoot. She was over there. You're doing amazing, You're sweetie. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Oh, my God, Corey. Look at I you. I know a huge pet peeve of mine. It comes up on the internet a good amount when people say, You're doing great, sweetie. It's yeah, amazing. Like that's, that's not the line. No, you're a herstory. That's not the line. You might have said you're doing great during the episode, but it's you're doing, doing amazing. amazing, sweetie. Sweetie. I want to know if this sold out. I want to know if this sold out yet. Corey, what are the numbers? Did you sell out? What's going on? I think it's Um, like 10 shirts and then say it sold out. um, Like, I want to know the percentages. Like, how much did you make? Like, how much volume did you produce? How much of that volume was sold? What was the margin? Like, okay, Shark Tank, Emma. Tell us more detail because sold out means nothing now. Because Kai's she claimed Kylie, she claimed her Kai trench coat sold out. So I don't know what that means. And now we know now, thanks to Travis, Nicki Minaj got super pissed off and started beef with Stormy. Companies will buy, like when Travis Scott was doing those like VIP package things, it's like companies will buy a bunch of these trench coats and then send them as PR packages. Right. So if you only have 40 trench coats made and 40 of them got sent to influencers. I wonder, I don't know. Kai is just so odd. I feel like Kai is such an odd venture that I don't see lasting that long um, because they have to involve so many people. I feel like they just, I said the same thing about the swim, which was a disaster, but I feel like stuff comes across their table that gets offered to them. Especially mm-hmm. knowing this other brand existed. The motorcycle gloves were, like, on Amazon. <laughs> like, I feel like stuff comes across their table, and they're like, yeah, we could put our name on that. They saw, like, an opportunity. Like, those Innovator Awards, the Wall Street Journal ones that she was at. Like, those types of awards you can submit yourself to. Yeah, or your yeah. agencies like, submitting you to. So, it was like, I feel like stuff comes along, and they're like, oh, we could wrap this up into like a bundle and make it happen it's like they're not kylie didn't wake up one day and be like i would like to make a small batch 
premium but affordable leather capsule collection. Well, it's kind of like Skims and in the NBA partnership. I would love if more information came out on that because, I mean, while that's, you know, oh, wow, you're partnering with NBA and WBA, it's great. That's really means Skims is just paying for advertisement. So yeah. how no much did you have? Like, to- this is such an obvious partnership. Yeah. No, it's the opposite. It's like stuff is coming across their table, not Kim's table, but like the people who work for her. Yeah. Or the of- investors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff's getting thrown at them. People who want their money being like, what if he did this? What if he did this? What if he did this? And yeah. if like it fits into the schedule, they do it. Yeah. Because like, for example, Nike had like had an eight year partnership to be like, you know, Jersey socks, da, da, da. Nike had to pay the NBA a billion dollars for that. Yeah. So Skims oh, is on oh, some United of- States government <laughs> pays the NFL an absurd amount of money to have like, flyovers right exactly so play. so you see skims on like the court every now and then that's not fucking free that's not like the nba thinking oh this brand is so great we'd love for you to be a part of the nba what do you think of, like nascar or like soccer clubs they've got like patches like everywhere yeah hey yeah. to play pay to play so i'm like god i mean i googled and i was like god i really would love to know the details of like the part we don't even know how long it is how long is this partnership what does this mean? Are you giving the players underwear or just, are you just playing, paying for advertising space on the court? Like, what does this mean? Well, again, every once in a while, there's an interesting, like, organic story. Like, you know, you've heard, we've all heard about, like, Nike trying to get, like, the Air Jordan deals now. Like, uh, you know, they made that movie with Ben Affleck. It's like, you kind of, some of these stories are more interesting than others. But for the most part, that's generally what's happening. It's like yeah, these yeah. deals are out, especially now. 80s yeah. was different. Nowadays, there are literally whole ass teams and companies like throwing spaghetti at the wall at every instance. Like, what celebrity can we plug in here? Yeah. Producers making songs and sending them to 20 recording artists. And like, and especially the NBA, like Adam Silver is a commissioner. He's like, all but said out loud that he keeps trying to figure out ways to get the league to make more money and get more viewers and yeah. branch to da 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 da. So, which That's is fine. Like, I don't the, care. The NBA is like doing just fine. Like, I feel like of the professional sport, they're fine. Yeah. I think they're just trying to be innovative in a way they feel will connect with the young people or like the, the pop culture pe- people. Except for Kim. We always say Kim isn't satisfied with being successful. She, She'll reach a level of like money or relevance and then need to replicate it to another degree. Yeah. So it's like, what's the uncharted t- territory I haven't like conquered yet? Like, so next season she'll be like, we're the first ever uh, underwear, lingerie, shapewear brand and Armenian to partner with the NBA. It's a huge deal. <laughs> the details are private because. It, they just are, and see, I'm a tech shelter. <laughs> but um, one of our vendors in another country had all this leftover stock from another company that doesn't exist anymore. So we bought it and relabeled it, and now we're gonna put Swarovski crystals on it. Did you know about that as well? Oh, oh that's yes. right, Swarovski crystals on your underwear. 
I'm confused by that. And I tried to look on the website. If this crystal, I know the crystals are going to be on the shapewear or something, but she keeps putting all this cheap costume jewelry looking on. So I'm like, is the jewelry on sale too? Because I noticed she had something on that. In one of the pictures, she wore the same thing to the Renaissance concert. Yeah. So I'm like, Again, is that? For sale? Like, Swarovski has done brand partnerships since like the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. It's like something comes across the table and like, yes. And then she overdoes it. She's like, well, I wear this costume to the renaissance tour and someone took a picture of me it's trending no someone took a picture of every single celebrity that went to the renaissance yours was probably the least memorable no one is going out there in their girdle wearing grandma's like tennis necklaces like (laughs) you're the only one doing that maybe there's a market for it who cares you'll probably make money off of it you just money to be had doesn't need to be had but she doesn't understand that concept. Yeah, I think the launches are very, I mean, we said this when it first came out, they were so quick and randomly placed. Like, it's like. You don't become iconic that way, Kim. Someone who's so obsessed with being iconic. No one who's iconic is doing 37 million things all at the same time, all the time. And again, even Beyonce's iconic. I feel like I'm I'm shitting on her this episode. I'm really not. I'm just trying to I'm trying to pull out some parts of Beyonce that aren't so iconic. Like Ivy Park. Ivy Park's a fucking mess, in my opinion. Like, that's just. And now she's come out with this uh, perfume that costs way too much and it's one size and it's in plastic. It's like, Beyonce, stand up. What are we doing? What are we yeah, doing? I mean, well, I've had Ivy Park launches. I was like so into it. But then there were six. After a while, there's too many. And I was like, yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah. Like the perfume, I haven't even thought about it. Granted, I don't really like perfume because it makes me ill. Yeah. But will I die on the line to go see Beyonce in concert? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kim doesn't have a concert experience. She's just giving us a bunch of unmemorable moments. And if she gets like any like sprinkle of virality, it like it's like water on a gremlin. She immediately has to quadruple down on it and then try to duplicate it like seven times over. And it's like, no, like the thing is, is you have to let stuff, you have to let the people get hungry again. Yeah. And that's the thing I do. I do recognize in all Kardashians because they don't have necessarily any, like you said, they're not selling a concert experience. They're not, even though Kim wants to be in movies and TV, obviously, to move more towards that. People aren't like rushing to the TV or the movie screen. So they have to kind of figure a way to keep making money, keep their name in the mix. Cause at the end of the day, they're reality stars. Right. And unfortunately they're not on Bravo. So they can't go to a fucking Bravo con. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, I would love if they leaned into something like that instead like of con. high and mighty trying to be so like, she's always trying to up level. Yeah. And there's no level that she can get to that will satisfy her. So it's like, where are you, where are you going to go? Like, what if you just embrace a level that made sense for you, that had sustainability? You know, it's like, yeah. no, you know, the house, plenty of the housewives are happy being, that's their world. Yeah. And some of them are plenty successful. You got like Garcelle's has her own acting career. Jenna Lyons is like an icon. You know, it's like, you don't, you can be tongue-in-cheek and kind of know what your lane is and, and I still think be an entrepreneur that's kind of my point when we get into this where she fits yeah and that was my point getting into this episode how freaking boring it is and there's a lot of filler content 
it's hard to watch this because I just watched it today because I haven't been feeling well. When I just watched Married to Medicine Potomac last night, and it's night and freaking day with entertainment value. Like, yeah. night season and will, day. Season <laughs> one will do whatever. And if you don't, if you're like Robin Dixon and you're like holding back your story and then doing it behind a paywall on your podcast, the whole internet's ripping you to shreds. There was a day when the Kardashians cared what the general public thought of them. Yeah. And I want that day back because they're so out of touch with reality. And just not fun <laughs> to watch. Yeah. I would say that it's more so not fun to watch. Like, first of yeah. all, the family's so fucking fractured. We can't even get them all in like a same scene. Yeah. <laughs> the show's depressing. Um, but there's not a lot of, I mean, hate to agree with Malika for two seconds. There's not a lot of fun that's being had. So it's like, yeah. what am I watching? Everyone feels like they're just wound really tight or just re- reading lines off a card that yeah. was like handed to them. Yeah. And it's interesting you say like the, you know, the reality side of it. Also, fortunately, she got voted off, but she also got voted off standing by her ground. <laughs> Tiffany Pollard, one of the mm-hmm. best entertainers of reality TV, consistently giving She's gotten progressively more like relevant over her years, which again was Kim once, but never is above going on House of Villains yeah. and just delivering memeable insanity. And right. then you juxtapose her with Omarosa, who still lives in like a decade past, who still thinks like people care about the apprentice <laughs> and like yeah. the villainry of these olden day shows that are not relevant anymore when you have someone who like new york who's evolved with social media she's evolved with the tiktok era like just calling her out like yeah you're one note you just say you're a villain are you a villain like what it like you're just she was Omaros was the only person in the whole house of villains cast who's like google me (laughs) Omarosa as a well-educated scholar of reality tv who was around when you got famous around when all these people got famous and has stayed into reality tv you're not the only person who is credible in this group in fact i would argue you're probably irrelevant you and johnny whatever his name is from survivor (laughs) that one really i have to really like jog my memory like oh yeah had a moment but that was a different moment in time and while new york was out here willing to do whatever random ass show to keep herself evolving with the times you insisted on staying a one-note character then you went to the white house that was probably the most villainous thing that got like it dragged out (laughs) yeah like you didn't evolve you kept just playing this one-note caricature of like Mean, uptight lady from The Apprentice 20 years ago. I put her in the same box as Puck from MTV. It's like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember you, but, like, not enough to, like, keep you. Not not enough when I see you. I'm like, yes, let's do this. You know what I mean? you're threatened by New York, who should be your contemporary. But New York has evolved through various evolutions of shows. Reality (laughs) TV. And it, there's people, I, it blows my mind because we're old now. Sometimes we forget. Like seeing people like on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and stuff, seeing that clip of her on House of Villains calling Omarosa out, being like, who's this? Like, what shows he's from? Like, discovering new people. Yeah. What are you here? 
Yeah. Because she is the HBIC, H-B-I-C. giving us entertainment. All we ask. And that's why even knowing sometimes I shit on Chris because she created all these monsters and has plenty of psychological trauma that we could unpack. Chris can deliver some lines. I was going to say, Chris is the only one that at least tried. She's at least We're watching a show. Like, I don't need to be watching this show. I'm trying to be entertained here. Yeah. You know? She's at least trying. Um, Okay, (laughs) let's get into this episode. So I wrote notes because I was telling... I called you Kindle. I was telling Kathleen it used that. To be Chloe. I think is is it better to be called Chloe or Kindle? Oh I'm afflicted with the K in this family. Yes, the K thing. That's why that the, I, the show is so forgettable that I finished the episode and immediately like what the hell just happened. So it picks back up. This didn't need to end on a to be continued. By the way, I think they're trying to like get the cliffhanger, get people that the three people me Kathleen and like someone in Iowa that are watching to come back because they could have just wrapped that up in that episode because they came back to Chris and Chloe talking and basically Chris doesn't know why she cheated on Robert he was so amazing so this so that she was young and dumb thought grass was green on the other side And then she said they became best friends after they divorced and she had all these regrets. And of course I wrote Caitlin question mark. When you were married to for like 20 years and had two other children. I just, again, Chris probably first in line to get therapy. There's a way that they could be like, yeah, like I was young and dumb and cheated on your dad, but it worked out okay because even when your dad had, past in a way that had nothing to do with us getting divorced <laughs> like we stayed we all stayed friends I met Caitlin I had Kendall and Kylie we all had this really special time in our life where we were all friends like some things sometimes life works out differently than you planned and it's great no instead Chris was like it's my deepest regret so the person that you were married to for 20 years who produced two of your actual children what the fuck are they supposed to think? And this is not to sympathize with Caitlin because she's got her own problems. But it's just, I wish Chris could just be like, yeah, sometimes life works out differently than the way that you planned. But look at all this good that came from it. Yeah. Robert and Caitlin were great friends. Kylie and Kendall got to be part of this amazing blended family. We're all here now. Like, it's okay if you and Tristan don't work out. Let's all just, like, try to, like, do the best by our children. Yeah. No. I mean, in this conversation, she eventually got to Kylie and Kendall, but it was so weird that when Chloe turned it back on her and she was forced to be like, well, I don't know why I cheated. I guess the grass is greener. I don't know. And then she's like, but anyway, yeah, you're so right. You're doing well without him. Like she quickly like changed positions and was just like, yeah, you're the, sh- the same old same, right? Chloe's one of the strongest people I know. Da, 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 da. It's like, what happened in this 20 seconds? You were just pushing Tristan on her. Now it's like. You're right. Sisters are doing it for themselves. And I think that's that's been the hardest part these last couple years with the Tristan of it all. Is it's getting harder. It's not that I don't believe Chloe. I just feel like Chloe is stuck in this like almost like addictive cycle of just being like, I just have to stay strong for my children and my family and like allow Tristan to like walk all over me. And, like, I'm just a really strong person, but, like, no one cares about me. And then Chris is, like, Chris and Malika are, like, get back with Tristan. Kim's, like, I'll get with Tristan if you don't. 
it's it's cyclical. It just keeps going over and over again. And there's a certain point where they could all just be like, release Chloe. Let Chloe go out into the world and do something else. Chloe, release yourself. Go get some therapy. Tristan, show up to a couple soccer games and Christmas and stay out of these people's hair otherwise. Like exactly. I'll give my opinion. It happen and everyone's at peace. No one's mad at each other. I'll give my opinion on Tristan when we get to that fucking birthday oh. party. Well, and I don't want to jump ahead because we have to catch up on two episodes. This, yeah. This more recent episode made me even more. Yeah. I'm trying- day I'm mad at Tristan Thompson, but he finds new ways for me to not like him. Well, it's just too <laughs> much of him. I'm, I'm reminded of his existence. It's just too much of him at this point. So this Kim's soccer mom tour continues in Paris where she has a meeting. This is her word. She has a meeting with Chopette, a cat. Um, I thought a normal person would just say, I'm going to go meet this cat or I'm going to go see the cat. Kim literally said, I have a meeting with Chopette. Like, I thought that was so funny because it's so professional. <laughs> she was better at, like, irony. And I think I, I do believe somewhere in Kim she has that because I think there was a time when we were doing like what would Jesus wear and I saw her at the like inform talk she has self-deprecation it's in yeah. there it's possible mm-hmm. for her right now I feel like she's a little lost and it's not coming as easily as it maybe had for her in the past and she's mm-hmm. trying to do the self-deprecation mm-hmm. and it's now, I can't quite get if she's trying to be ironic or exactly. Not. That's why I was like, I feel like you're serious. I feel like you're actually calling this a meeting like, because flex that you're meeting the cat. <laughs> yeah. Because we've heard so much, you. and I'm sorry, but like animals, animals that don't like humans, the energy. You've had a lot of animals that don't like you. The energy, actually, well, it was funny because, again, I can't take your, she's always talking about work. So I say, I'm like, I feel like she's serious. And the fact that she wanted to take this cat to the Met, I was a little bit, like, weirded out by that. You know that she was pissed. You know she was <laughs> pissed. She probably had some whole ass plan that, like, Carl Lagerfeld was, like, the theme of the Met. He'd passed away. Everyone was trying to do pet themed costumes. She was pissed. She probably thought that was going to make so I don't like you. You're bad vibes. My dad is dead. I don't know who you bargained with to get this meeting, but I'm not going with you. Nothing what? about you reads animal person. Well, you killed, what was it? Mercy? You killed Mercy? This is for Mercy. I'm going to scratch your eyeball out. Wasn't she allergic to Mercy? Sorry, I'm like looking at my notes. I feel like that was her Mercy, Because I think animals just don't like her. Well, she's not an animal person. She's not an animal person either. She tried to give away the Pomeranian. She tried to like switch it with the other one. Well, because the other one kept barking. And then her and, well, Reggie had a dog that she wasn't really fucking with. And Reggie had to be like, okay, you be nicer to the dog. And then Dolce, she wasn't that fond of. I grew up not the most animal person in the world. We had animals, but like I always thought other people's animals were annoying. Now I can say I'm probably one of those cringy people. So I don't fault people for not being like. Yeah, because I can't do cats. Animal people. I can't handle it. <laughs> but I, but you are not going to be like, hey, Chipette, you want to go to the movie? <laughs> Absolutely not. Of bitch, I don't need to meet Chipette to know and that I'm not having Chipette, it. She'd probably like you. Like my grandma's always like, I don't like cats. And then every time she'd come to our house, the cats would sit on her lap. And she'd just sit there and be like, why is this happening to me? 
Kim gives off the vibe of, of animal sense. Her deep longing to be liked. She said, like, you're I'm not like, going to use me. I'm not Pete Davidson. You're not going to just parade me on the Met, Met Gala not, red carpet, bitch. You're not more special than any other random people my dad asked kissed in his career, okay? You're like, just I, another member in the line. I told Carl no, bitch. I'm telling you no, too. I'm never going to the Met. I think it was funny that Chupet had an agent. We're jumping ahead of it, but it's okay. Chupet had an agent that brought him. And then just like another girl, I'm just calling her a handler. The handlers looked extra concerned when like, like they kept going, oh, Chupet. Like to me, that says that's not her normal behavior. I think the agent tried to make Kim feel better by saying, oh, she's not that cuddly. But I think they all were like, Taken aback by Chopet's visceral reaction to Kim. Doesn't like you. Your bad vibes. In it again, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to take the side of a cat. I don't know what the cat is thinking. That's why res- both for fear and respect cats is because they don't care what we think of them. It's more that it just. I, I watching the episode, you could tell how much Kim thought this was going to be a flex. Yeah, like Jared Leto shows up in this full ass like. <laughs> mascot costume you know kim thought like the whole episode before she's like people said the kardashians weren't invited i have to prove them wrong and it's like okay yeah now that the man's dead you have to resort to his cat like not only was i invited i'm taking his fucking cat um he thought she was gonna be like the, the pick me of the group we're like you guys are all doing cat homages well guess when i have the fucking cat i have actual chopette in my purse I thought it was funny too that Kim, after seeing the cat, like do everything in its power to warn her, like, bitch, if you get close to me, I'm taking your face off. She then says, Well, I'm not gonna take the cat because of the cameras and the people. It might get scared. The cat doesn't want to go with you. <laughs> that cat lives Except in it. an apartment that's probably four times as big as my house. I think the cat got like a considerable amount of his inheritance. Like all these other celebs have met Chapet. It's not Kim. You're not special. It's, it's a thing. I was, I was like, baby, it's you. It's okay. It's just you. It's fine. Let Chapet chill. It just wasn't meant to be. Like she said, it's not a match. But cameras and people. That's Chapet's like, bitch. I do that every day. I'm not phased by that. Yeah, like I said, it could have been a lot funnier if I didn't feel like I felt like Kim was trying. When Kim realizes this stuff is funny, she tries to lean into her being in on the joke. But watching it, I was like, she really thought (laughs) she was going to be able to bring this cat and it was going to be the moment for her. Well, because she even said at one point, if this doesn't work, like the whole, my whole concept is ruined. So I was like, oh man, she really wanted this to work. Very forgettable. She was wearing ugly shoes. I wasn't having it. Wasn't fucking having it. I skipped ahead a little bit because first of all, which fine, we just got the show pet out the way because it's basically all that happened in Paris. They went to soccer games. Kim touched on lightly about some struggles about being a single mom and how like, even though she has help, you know, the kids just want you, which I've heard her say that before. And I don't, I don't doubt that's not true, but I think what the part she's missing is because you do have help. It's other, it's hard for people to hear that. People that don't have help and have to work a nine to five and do da da da. So it's not really about you, you per se, but it's an, a lack of awareness of your audience. That's well, all. And it's interesting too because look, if I had money and children, 
I would definitely have help. And I have friends who have, have like au pairs. Absolutely. That'd be like, I don't even have kids. If I had money, the first thing I would do is get like a personal assistant. Yeah. Like make sure my bills are paid. Make sure like the house I, is clean. I yeah. know what's due and the groceries are like stocked. If if you have money, that's like the best thing you can spend on it. But what I think is interesting, especially again, the more, more recent episode kind of like compounds this theme they're going for. It's like they can't decide if they want to seem like relatable or like mm-hmm. not relatable. And I'm like, you can have nannies and chefs. But it feels like the parenting styles of this family, like, not telling their kids, like, no, ever. Or, like, explaining to them, like, by having our nanny, we get to do X, Y, and Z more. Or, like, you know, or or having the weird separation. Like, most people I know who have, like, an au pair or something, it's, like, they're part of, like, the family. Mm-hmm. But it's very, like, yeah. So, it was, I, I feel like it was interesting. Kim likes to go back to this and then she's like a man i want a manny for a male presence so like we, we talked about last week it's like i think they just they try to be relatable but don't necessarily realize what world that they live in yeah that's exactly right like kim's over here singing a single mom who works two jobs <laughs> and we're over like never yeah. i'm a survivor and we're over here like eh you got a lot of help. I think you're okay. But I think that if I were Kim, if I were to advise Kim, she needs to speak more to the emotional experience of being a single parent versus the quote unquote labor. Cause you don't really have the labor, the task, you know, that uh, parents that you and I might know, yeah, but the emotional though, part, I'm sure more people can relate to. But more like recent episode, like talking about stuff with the other parent, which we'll get into next podcast, it's like, that. yeah, there's an emotional aspect of like, one kid will say at this house, I got to do this and this house, I got to do this. It's like, all those are relatable things. Say that or say like, yes, like, uh, you know, I work a lot and I travel a lot for what I've chosen to be my career. So I have a nanny and I have a chef. And sometimes the kids feel like not as connected to me. And then when they're, I'm around, they want me 24-7. But my job is to teach them that because we have this chef and this nanny, I get to go do this important work. And then when yeah. I'm back, we go do this and this and this. And, like, yeah. like, use your words. Like, it seems like Kim is, like, terrified to speak to her own children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, like, uh, what do you guys want to do today? Okay. Like, it's it's yeah. it's quite interesting dynamic. The, the little bit we do see, right? Um, and all of them are like that in slightly different ways. You see it a little bit like with Courtney and her biters and Chloe's like the overly like available mom where they're like literally like holding on to her while she walks. She's the smother. She's, she'll be the smother of the group for sure. I'm not trying to parent or tell anyone how to parent, but it's like, as an observer, you can see they all have a challenge of creating that like structure yeah absolutely whatever that looks like and whatever that whatever they need to tailor that for that certain child I guess I'll say it that way like like even dream like dream has such a weird fucking situation over there where she like she has a mom and dad anytime she's on camera she's just like no she seems fine but I'm saying she has the most 
unstructured structured like so you have a mom and dad but you're with your aunt when you're supposed to be with your dad like how does this work so she's got like more going on how does that go (laughs) (laughs) and your grandma's tokyo tony okay well that that works that works for you cool um, like sometimes I'm sitting in the living room watching Paw Patrol, and then Tokyo Tony goes on live <laughs> with her new ports, and she's like screaming <laughs> at everybody. God. <laughs> then I go to my grandma Chris's house, and she's like drunk off two martinis. And there's a guy named Corey there. Like Dream probably has the most different perspective than because Dream like goes in and out of that world. So she has more of a compare and contrast. Yeah. (laughs) She can compare and contrast more things like what the fuck is going on? And that's at both homes. Like I'm sure at both homes. Like what? She probably tells Tokyo Tony all type of shit. Like, girl, you won't believe. Let me tell you in. I want to know what she calls her. Maybe like TT. TT. It can't be Grandma Tokyo Tony or Grandma Tony. I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with TT. I like TT. She's like, TT, you you wouldn't be fucking believe over there. Tristan's still over there, girl. Mm -hmm. She (laughs) says they're not together. I don't believe him. He took took me to school today. Bitch took me to school today. He doesn't even know where his son goes. Like, hold on. Let's get on live. (laughs) Her cigarette. He's like, hold on, babe. Let's go live with this. (laughs) Don't forget what you just said. Hold on. I got one of my uh, favorite drag queens. Um, just she tweets like random stuff all the time, just she to be a troll. She like tweeted today. What would Tokyo Tony say? Just no explanation, no context. No context. Just, what would Tokyo Tony say? <laughs> so people were replying like all the comments. I've got to find like, this because there's clips of Tokyo Tony just being insane i've got to find it because my i think what is my favorite tokyo tony quote there's so much i do the courtroom will always be a classic which spelled q u a r t i have been kicked out of the courtroom um that's funny i'm ready to get the fuck asap was a good one asap i'm when i had that like quibi show or whatever yeah. That Pekina Zeus show. I don't Zeus even know. show, yeah. And when she was like, don't blow that smoke in my face. <laughs> that whole argument is like a classic. Um, I don't turn around. Cut the cameras. Dead, dead ass. ass. Or the best, or when uh, Tokyo, no, excuse me, Black China got in a fight with her friend. Embezzled? <laughs> Embezzled? What money did she embezzle? I'm thinking, so you did it. Because you're saying it way too much for you not to be guilty. Like, which she's like, how can you get evicted? I thought you owned this house. And that was another thing that came out. Like, you don't own this house. <laughs> Embezzled. Oh, if if network television wasn't so scared of Tokyo Tony, like, she she should have been in House of Villains. Like, that would have been just. Yeah, right? Or th- these, that's why these people, it's like, why are you pretending, like, you can't show us your shit? You yeah. used to. And other people. Again, who are your contemporaries are showing their shit, but you're so worried about like getting invited to the Met Gala. Even right. you know, Winter doesn't even care anymore. She's like TikTok or whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna buy them. Like just be messy. How many followers does she have? I, that's important to people. Okay, whatever. Just Amy Cohen doesn't care. No one cares. Just be messy. Be messy. We love you, Tokyo Tony. Um <laughs> Next is Scott and Kendall. Th- again, this is just shit I, like, we don't give a fuck about. We don't need to see 
Kendall pull up to one of Scott's projects, which I don't even know how he's involved. I feel like he just is an investor. I don't think he's actually making design decisions or I think he just kind of, they, whoever he works with probably is like money, this house. And like, he's like, here's he the check. Like a little money signs it. Yeah. He gets a percentage back. Exactly. He X amount of minutes on the show. Yeah. That's it. And Kendall's still toying with the idea of flipping houses to me. Okay. Kendall gets on my nerves on this show. Obviously, I don't know her outside the show, but on this show, and I part of me thinks it's because she's forced to do it in some capacity, but she drives me crazy because for one, I feel like she do- only does things, I've said this before, to really try to differentiate her, differentiate herself from the Kardashians. I'm built like, different. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not only like I want to flip the houses. It feels like she's like, yeah, I'm going to build houses. Like that's the attitude she goes in. I'm going to flip it, build it, sell it. Design like it. My sisters are out there making sex tapes and like <laughs> swimsuit lines, but I'm built different. By the way, I'm a model. And I'm and going alone to get some but I'm wood and screws. I'm, I'm Ford tough. Like, shut the tequila, fuck up. I'm built different. I'm Even, a general. I know I have a tequila different. brand, but I'm a businesswoman. Like, I get involved. I have ideas. Like, shut the hell up. I've said this before. It would have been interesting. Scott had this show for like a second about flipping houses or whatever. I think of them all spinoffs. But give us something. Like the Property Brothers did that like spinoff show where they like had famous people like gift us. Yeah. Whatever. They got fucking Brad Pitt. Yeah, they gifted makeovers to their friends. It was a good show. They got Brad Pitt to Callie fucking Barry. Episodes, yeah. If you're gonna do that, give us something. And Brad Pitt was like all in. He was like in there doing demo demolition. Like, yep. Stories. It's like if you're gonna do it, stop giving us this hills reboot like awfulness. Like yeah. we are no longer <laughs> live in that era where social or reality shows can be extremely rehearsed scenes. Rehearsed, produced lines don't care, but we need. Something and Kendall being like, and then I'm going to Paris for work. Oh God, not work again. Ugh. Um, also, this is the scene where she talks about anxiety, story of her fucking life on this show. And to me, my notes, based on what she's talking about, she's a hypochondriac. Like, yes, the, the definition of hypochondriac, I think you're anxious about your health. I mean, I think that's the definition, no, but I you're but you can't figure out what but your diagnosis is it's an it's a type of anxiety yes but your diagnosis is hypochondria she's a hypo fucking chondria and i'm like go talk to somebody we've been hearing this for years on this show i need something else when she goes to like you can tell when she goes to like consistent therapy or whatever it is like when she's consistent with whatever to manage her anxiety she uses better language of like acknowledging what sets her off and setting boundaries so that it doesn't get worse or taking time off. Yada, yada. And then when she's not managing it well, it's back to like this. Yeah. And then Which she's- we're all guilty of, but it's like, okay, that's not an interesting show talking point. It's like, <laughs> that's what it is. And I'm talking about that from a show. I was watching the show. I'm like this again, this fucking topic again of Kindle and anxiety. Oh, we're back here. We're back here. Now you're telling us you're hypochondriac. Then you have Scott, who's 
absolutely out of his mind, like co-signing with you. Like, yeah, I have anxiety too. And that's the part of the show. When I say this show's so depressing, they're always trauma bonding with each other. Like I've got anxiety too. I've got brain damage too. It's like, oh my God. They never use like more evolved language. Yeah. Like Courtney is one of the few people who can say like, and they get pissed when she doesn't want to film and talk about stuff. But she's like, well, this is like, I'm learning, like I'm unpacking, I'm setting a boundary. It's like, yeah, it'd be great if Scott delved into like, oh, like, I feel like I went further into my addiction issues after my parents died and things didn't work out with Courtney. And then I like tried to self-medicate, like they could go deeper into those issues, but they say kind of like surface and then Scott's like, yeah, I have anxiety too. And my back hurts. I probably have to get surgery. (laughs) And then Chloe is so like anti any type of like deeper analysis. Mm -hmm. But we'll be like, I take beta blockers. And you're like, okay, like, if you're going to bring this on the show, let's talk about it. Let's work through it. Also, Kylie's not. (laughs) Kylie's not in this episode, by the way. Surprise, surprise. I don't even know where she is. She's off with Timmy. So that was pretty much their scene. Didn't need it. I'm sure Kendall went to Home Depot before she went to Paris. <laughs> Pick up some tools because I'm going to build something. All right. We're finally at Chu's fifth birthday party. Um, <laughs> I think Prince was there. It looked like he was there at the very end when they're singing happy birthday. I felt that was him. So that's fun to have one of his, uh, true to have one of her siblings. <laughs> maybe, maybe Tristan at least knows where he lives, even if he doesn't know where he went to school. <laughs> exactly. At least he could pick him up. But, but, um, or he close- just called, uh, one of his assistants called one of Jordan's assistants and got him. Yeah. There. Did like a, a meeting in a parking lot somewhere in exchange yeah. and everything. <laughs> Tristan probably was like, whoa, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I arranged for him to come, your son. Hello. Um, Chloe had on a two-piece like workout set. Now she looked good. Don't get me wrong, but I wrote down, are you comfortable? Because I just I guess I've never been like the girly to want to wear like a crop top and like leggings as an outfit. Um, is that comfortable? Like it's always holding in their breath. Yeah, yeah. Kim kind of does the same thing. It just feels like they're always like flexing every muscle. Couldn't do that. Is that party? Like I'm gonna be on the snacks. Like I'm. Not, right <laughs> it's like I need a. I need some room. I need some like. Voluminous. Voluminous. It reminded me at one party. I forget, and it felt like it was pretty warm at one of these parties. She had a full-on trench coat, and I was like, "Are you okay in this trench coat? It's Southern California. It's We're eighty degrees." When she was pregnant, which make me feel sad. Like, did she feel like she needed to hide her pregnant body? And now that she's this fit body, she needs to show it off. Like, there's a lot to unpack there with Chloe. Which I is fine. Comfortable. You're yeah, I was like, are you comfortable in that? It seems very, like, holding your breath in this workout suit. Like, <laughs> can we just get you a t-shirt? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Just, you can do that. throw on a t-shirt or something. I mean, Chris did pull up in a fucking lime green pantsuit. But at least that's, like, in line with who she is and what she does. 
short sets. That would be a perfect five-year-old birthday party outfit. Right. Get some He by Corey Gamble and wear it to the birthday party. I'm sure it's unisex. Probably looks really cute on girls. (laughs) (laughs) Tristan was talking. My only note was shut the fuck up. All that talking. Oh my God. I was like, why are why why are we even miking him? What is this? Every time he talks. Like I said, I feel like there's a need for him to be on contract this season because this was when he was like in limbo with the NBA contract. Mm-hmm. And I also think Chris has this sick idea of managing him and he has this sick complex about like begging to constantly be forgiven. Yeah. It's just and no one asked for this. Literally no one wants it. In fact, everybody vehemently does not want it except for Malika. And he's and like – yeah, it was Chloe's idea to have this birthday party on my mom's birthday. Yeah, we didn't think it was your fucking idea. Like, you wouldn't come up with something yeah, like Chloe, that. Chloe, the martyr, is like, oh, it's just really important to honor True's grandmother. So, dude, this poor lady, like. It was his mom. It was his mom, not the grandma, the mom. But yeah, but True's grandma, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I've said this before. It just gives me ick how much they immediately, like, not jumped on, but almost it seemed they they just seemed too ready for when Tristan's mom died. I think for the show, I think specifically Tristan, I'm gonna give him all the blame. It's used too much as a plot point. Like we're yeah. at this birthday party, and then all of a sudden you're like, Yeah, it's my mom's birthday. It's like, okay, well, you're not gonna because get me to care about you. Going, yeah, it's yeah. the only thing that's going for him to make us not hate him. I'm like, exactly. your mom seems super cool. Like, yeah. I don't have a problem with your mom. She right, it's you so more hate. often, but like, she wasn't on the show more often because you kept fucking up. Him fixing Chloe's necklace. Oh, I just, oh, I got so yeah. queasy. They're it too made me nauseous. Yeah, I, whatever Chloe's weird boundary is that she thinks that she has. She needs a new one. And that's what a therapist will tell her because it's like, no, he's doing way too much. A man I supposedly don't want to sleep with who also cheated on me, embarrassed me like a thousand times. I never want to get back together with. Why Why is he adjusting your necklace? Like, don't touch Scott's me. not even allowed to be in the same area code as Courtney. But like, Kristen can be there like fixing your necklace. Like, stop. And then um, Corey daddy of the year i was like is this a joke like is this satire are you trying to be funny because he's not dad of the year and saying oh you know when you because he was moving out that week when you leave chloe's gonna cry and i'm just like why do these people hate chloe so much like what what has she done to them chloe it was like sad but frustrating it's like i my sadness for her always like evaporates into like why are you stuck in this cycle mm-hmm. like i think you're addicted to it because it's like she her talking about like am i doing something wrong like true has gotten so used to seeing her dad every morning and like doing stuff together like am i doing the right thing if like they're not with each other every morning it's like stand the fuck up like so <laughs> many people have divorced parents who turned out just fine and in fact he lives down the street you'll see each other all the time like you should be more concerned that you're sending a message to your daughter that, like, you can put aside every bit of your self-worth to let some man feel good about himself because he made pancakes in the morning and he doesn't even know where his other kid goes to school. Right. Get out of here. He's doing, like, the bare minimum. And then was like, he's such a good father. 
Um, I got this revelation during the Malika conversation, which we can go to, but I'll just bring it up now. It feels like Chloe's almost, if I had to read between the lines, she's waiting until there is a proper moment where she can get back with Tristan. Because there's no definitive, we never get a definitive answer of like, this is a wrap. It's always like, oh no, I'm not doing that. But you never know down the line, but we're really good friends. But I don't know what can happen with us. It's like, what are, what, what's, why are you imposing? It's almost like a, a timeline she doesn't want to tell us. Like in five years, I'll revisit this type thing. Well, even when she said like, she wasn't physically like attracted to him the same way anymore. Yeah. I feel like that was the most like direct thing she said in a while, but it almost felt again, like to your point, like it was like a condition. Yeah. She's not attracted to him right now because he has, he hasn't groveled enough for me to feel like. Exactly. Well, maybe not right now. Yeah. It's like this weird sickness where she's staying bound to him because it makes her feel special that he's trying so hard. She's like, I'm not attracted to him. But maybe if he, like, did this, I would. That's the side note that she's not saying out loud. It's like you're clearly not going to meet anyone else new the way that you let this man talk to you, the way he's standing near you and touching you at this party, like, do all these activities together and by design Tristan I think probably gets his jollies off knowing that no other man can come into Chloe's life right now. oh yeah like he told her on that treadmill like you're never getting you're never leaving me like yeah and I have your family in the palm of my fucking hand I will cheat on you forever (laughs) forever (laughs) that's for the millennials Sandlot forever um, next is after that party, we can just skip to Courtney shooting a bunch of Lemmy content. Courtney, Courtney is fucking in control. It's clear she's like, if you want me, this is all you're getting. I'll shoot some Lemmy shit and let you film it and then you go home. Cause we could have did without. And it's no shade to Courtney. I'm just saying, like, there was nothing groundbreaking happening in this scene. I will give her credit. I feel like you can tell she's like in a hostage situation where she's like, all right, I'll film some scenes. Yeah. But I don't feel like she's like acting. Like I feel like no, everyone yeah. hymns like confessionals. It's like hard to watch because it feels like and then Chloe's like permanently like sad. Like Courtney, I feel like knows her situation. She's not trying to do too much or too little. She just like shows up and does it. Is it entertaining? Box off. Not necessarily, but I do admire that she's not faking it because that part's getting harder to watch as well. But again, it's like, what's the point? If Courtney can't be her true self and And calling Kim a witch. And I believe Courtney's already pregnant in these scenes with the the birthday party. And yeah, I was definitely getting curious too because I was like, I feel like the tide changed. Like maybe her getting pregnant made her feel a little bit more like, all right, I'll like deal with you people i'll give you a little bit but not too much because she was saying all this dietary restrictions which i kind of i had a thought really quickly i was like why i wrote down why are you so limited but i was like oh you know what she's probably pregnant in these scenes but maybe she just told everyone else for ivf or because i'm trying to conceive i'm doing this well even the next episode like she seemed like she's wearing like bigger clothes which again we should it's always shitty that you have to like guess based on like how women looks and dresses but still but she seemed a lot more like all right like 
family, like let's talk about family. It's like I you can kind of see this episode and the next episode and the episode before that, you can kind of see a tide shift where maybe her finally getting pregnant. She's like, all right, family, do it for well, the family. She's she seemed very tired, like very like her energy was very down, kind of like, Ugh, all right, let me happy birthday, true. I'm here. What the fuck? OK, let's <laughs> read some mean tweets. I'm about to fall asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, oh, there she's probably pregnant, early pregnancy. Um, then this was confusing to me, too. Uh, Chris and Scott took a sprinter to the same office that Chris got her hip done at. But they kept saying that. And maybe you can clarify it because you're smart. Scott was having an epidural. So is that just like an intense shot? Like when you have a baby, so he just had to get an yeah, epidural. So I don't, I'm not sure exactly because again, I'm, I'm haven't had a kid, uh, but it's similar to, you can also get a, like a steroid shot, but I yeah, believe like an epidural is, is like numbing. Like it's an anesthesia. Anesthesia. So, and they do it in like your lower back, like yeah. into your spinal cord. Yes. So like basically from your like waist down numb yeah which is so not uncommon to get an epidural but then also like people have like chronic pain can sometimes do a similar shot but it's okay. steroids that kind of like bolster the tissue around there but you can't do that long term because it is it, it's steroids it, it's yeah it can Build tendon to the tissue, and it's not a long term solution, but it can get you to a place where you have less pain, and then you can start to build the muscle up. But I believe, yeah, the epidural is just like anesthesia. So, like, like I know obviously. you can get cortisone shots. Like, obviously, I've heard that. Yeah, cortisone. I, and this is like yeah, some rich people shit. I did not know you can just go get an epidural. Like, I was like, what? You could just like. Well, even like my dad's gotten the cortisone is a, a type of steroid where they do it when you have like chronic pain. He had it in like his hips. And my sister-in-law is like a pain management nurse. And they're like, my dad would get it and then be like, great, I feel great. And then he'd like walk five miles a day. Yeah. And be like, well, you, dude, you're 70. Like, <laughs> that's supposed to get you back to a point where you can do like a little bit of mobility. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, go right back to what made you feel like shit. Yeah. And they're very like adamant about like, you can't keep doing that for a normal person. Like my dad, who even was in the the average normal person because his you know daughter-in-law could get him an appointment rich people they're just like they get house calls for that stuff right right michael yeah. jackson um yeah. i thought it was interesting i don't know the whole thing because i was just fascinated i was like so he's getting anesthesia to get an epidural which again shout out to women because you know when you're pregnant they just like all right turn around hold to your husband's hands we're gonna stick this needle in your back but he got an anesthesia to get an epidural which was crazy i thought this was very interesting how he slipped in that he had a visectomy i was like oh that's kind of a big deal and then uh, did you hear when chris was like oh yeah he gets really crazy when he's on anesthesia how many fucking times has scott been on anesthesia <laughs> Enough for you to have a pattern of it. Hey, every time we do this, it's nuts. Not Hollywood, baby. Like, it's just a different world. I mean, the, yeah. you know, you have all them doing, like, the Ozempic we hear about now. But it's, like, there's so many things that are yeah. probably, like, cosmetic-grade pharmaceuticals. Yeah. That they can just get if the price is right. And they they have multiple doctors. It's like a normal person has to go to a primary care. And then that primary care has to check in with a specialist and make sure and approve everything. Rich people just have like 
a Rolodex of doctors. Yeah, like, hey. Prescriptions for whatever the fuck they want. The office that did my hip could give me epidural. Like, it's no big deal. Um, Because I thought, oh, he's getting surgery. Like, I don't, I foolishly thought that in the comments. Like, oh, maybe did he have a little surgery? But they're like, oh, it's just going to go get epidural. I'm like, okay. When's the surgery? We keep hearing about, like, surgery, surgery, surgery. Because in the next scene when he's, you know, Kendall comes to his house, we find out he falls on a dirt bike and bruised his tailbone. Um, and so that's why you want to do right if you're worried about <laughs> yeah. your back surgery and you can't do anything or walk or have sex or whatever he was talking about. Why are you on a dirt bike? You're old, try to pop a wheelie. That's like my, like I said, that's like my dad who's like, I can't walk, I'm in so much pain. So he gets a steroid shot, and the first thing he does is starts hiking for five miles again. No, yeah. old man, stop doing that. You don't I get don't to like- do that. Pick a different activity. (laughs) And this is the scene again, still trauma bonding. Now they're going to do a sound bath, which I swore, I think in keeping up, Kendall did a sound bath with either Kim or something. The first season of the Hulu show. Okay, that's what it was. I was like, we've done this before. Sound baths in the like opening. That too. Yes, yes, yes. So they did that. And then um, I wrote in my notes is Scott High in this scene because. First of all, he had on all these clothes, and then he had on these sunglasses and a hat, which is weird. weird. Like, if he's going through chronic pain, yeah, like, stick with some gummies. Like, that's probably better than getting an epidural every three days. He was fucking lit off of something because he was very annoying. Like, he was very chatty. And, like, more than a Scott way. Like, even Scott knows when to, like, in his, in, let me say this. He's matured where he knows where to, like do it not and this was very like shut the fuck up like even kendall was like i will never do this again with him dial this down (laughs) yeah like kendall's like okay i'm i'm done with this yeah he was just super annoying so i just wrote is he high like is there medication involved (laughs) is it the epidural but i also wrote we could cut the scene because this is another scene we didn't need they are putting Scott to work. Like, I don't like to your credit or to a point you made about Tristan. Maybe Scott was like, put me on contract. I will film anything, anywhere. Just cut the check. I mean, it's probably both. Like, he probably yeah. needs money. But also, they need someone to just be like their production plant. Like, read the lines because they can barely get Kendall and Kylie to show up. Mm-hmm. Kim can only pretend a different personality like so often you know yeah and it can't all just be chloe and chris filming yeah so yeah <laughs> they both need each other but i was just like oh man okay so finally the final thing thank god is malika <laughs> and chloe go to dinner i before we get into what all was said my main note was i wish chloe had more friends or another friend because malika <laughs> gives terrible advice and feedback like, she had one good nugget, she said, and then she went fucking nuts. Like, I was like, you need another friend. Because another friend could at least been like, you know what I think? <laughs> she was, like, yelling at Chloe. And this is the conversation where Chloe says, like, I'm just not attracted to him anymore. Yeah. Like, Malika had been like, don't you care about your family? Malika, does OT Genesis care about your child? You're in the same fucking oh, boat. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Are you projecting onto Chloe? Like, what kind of friend? And this isn't the first time that you've done it. What kind of friend are you harassing your other friend to stay with this person who's embarrassed you a thousand fucking times? And she literally has to tell you, I'm revolted by this man 
the idea of this man kissing me and you're like, but your family. <laughs> no, you're putting your own pictures into this, Malika. She started off strong by saying we should do something fun together. You okay, gotta like, get going. Get her face. And then somehow it, the conversation turned into, don't you want to keep your family together? Then it got strange. And also too, like, I thought Chloe heard, and I think, and this is why I say that she's, she is like waiting around for something. Cause even when people are like, oh, you should get out more or you should find a hobby, so to speak. She's like, I'm not ready to date. Nobody's talking about dating. They want you to go like, to the movies. The, literally leave the house. Go take a walk. Hang out with people that aren't your sister, your idiot or friend, Malika. people who are on contract. And like Chloe, what makes me so mad is that Chloe used to be the one that people who are like, I hate the Kardashians, but Chloe seems fun. Yeah. And you always bring up this point. Chloe dating Lamar was the first of like the family dating a really famous person that people were like, wow, power couple. And Kim immediately was like, I need that. I've got to have a Laker. <laughs> Chloe was the one who had a fun social circle and like was out doing stuff. Like Chloe was the one who they were like, well, the Kardashians are kind of annoying, but Chloe seems fun. What if we, you let this dusty, annoying ass man bring you to this Chloe your own family brought you to this you bring yourself to this we want better for you like and it's not even like in, in the episode she's like where am I going da, 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 da. go to the bookstore like take <laughs> take true and dream to sea world or something like go somewhere and enjoy yourself no one's saying go date go find and this go that go be like I'm on mom mode I have to make sure everything's okay or like right. stress about everything like you just go do something I remember after, I believe this was after the Jordan kiss, Jordan with a Y, uh, second or third known indiscretion of Tristan, Chloe and Malika went to that like club appearance where she just looked like a hot mess. Oh, wait, you're talking yeah, like, about right when Jordan, like like the day the Jordan thing broke? Yeah. That night, night they went to the Yaga, like matching suit thing and like her horrible bleached bob. It's the and pretty like, little things. It was, like Malika had a pretty, pretty little it. things collection launch party. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just like dragged her out. It's like <laughs> not that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That she had like a wet her. bob look, and she yeah. was like, <laughs> like they pulled her out of some swamp. Like, and was like, bitch, that. you promised to get on the red carpet for this. Like Chloe, just do anything challenge. Anything? Do you and Malika go get some beignets in New Orleans and then come back? I don't know. Like we, like we said, we talked about it, it was just BravoCon. Go out to dinner. Taylor Swift has mastered this. Jennifer Lawrence does it with your own mom. Go out to dinner with like Bryn from the new Real Houses of New York in Manhattan. You're not competitors. You're from kind of different, parallel but different spheres. New new blood relevant, like do something like that, where it's just like wouldn't have predicted that, but like someone who's in the same social spheres where people watch these shows and things like just anything. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just and no one's saying Swift go bring it. Taylor Swift sees a friend get divorced. She's like, Come on, let's go to dinner at Nobu. Like, uh, my friend posted some pretty is Islamophobic stuff on Instagram. All right, come to dinner and Let's do it. 
Yeah, let's do it, a pap walk real quick. They'll forget. Yeah. We'll push all that bad news down the timeline. <laughs> like, and even I'm even like not even there. I'm just like, do you like bookstores? Uh, do you want to just go browse a zoo, a, a museum? Just go the do something. Is, I, I hopefully hearing Courtney still talk. Right. But when Britney Spears' book came out, Addison Ray, who I'm sure is still like managed by like Simon, who's like tangential to Cade, who's Britney Spears' manager, just like holding this book, like walking in Beverly Hills, just like no one's read, no one reads a book like that. Just but I love walking it. and reading. Or I love Beverly that for Hills. Britney Spears. I love it for Addison Ray. I love that's the paparazzi era we all miss and long right. for it. Do some of that, Chloe. Like uh, LeBron James does that. He swears he read Malcolm X. He didn't, but he knows it looks good. <laughs> Devin Booker was seen leaving the hotel with Bree, the, the famous book. He's yeah. probably not going <laughs> to fucking read that shit. Probably on, on audio at most. Probably read. Our, our oldest listeners, older listeners know <laughs> my first date with Teacher Bay. Or no, it was the second date. When The first time I went to his house. He had Malcolm X's biography like out and like sitting up. I was like, did you put that out to make sure that I knew you weren't like, because our town, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opinions around here. Try that in a small town. (laughs) Exactly. Small town of white people. You got to be a little, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Right, right, right. He's like, look, it's cool here. I've thought about it. He's like, I'm white, but I'm not like one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't have the American flag just fucking chilling in here. <laughs> Definitely not the Confederate flag. I didn't for Donald Trump. No. Yeah, sorry, that's not. I used to. I still do when like white guys match with me on dating apps, and it's like American flagged out. I'm like. This is like the way you scare off a girl of color. Yeah. Like I'm, I just assume you're fucking nuts. Like calm yeah. down. Each of them actually had like a, it was like a wooden like distressed American flag with like mm-hmm. metal and like driftwood or something that came. It it either came with the house or his like aunt gave it to him or something, and it was just like there. And when I moved in, I had like a bunch of like stuff. That we could hang on. I was like, should we, do you want that? He's like, no. He's like, <laughs> it reminds me of like, you know, when they play the Star Spangled Banner in, uh, in the guitar. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of things. I'll, I'll, I'll defer to James Baldwin. Also, shout out to Flavor Flav for singing the national anthem that last week. so funny. <laughs> And random, and I loved it. And Again, Kim, if Kim could lean into being from that era of reality TV and not trying so hard to be like a lawyer and friends with Ivanka Trump and on the cover of Vogue and friends with Hannah Winter and an entrepreneur, it's like if she could just lean into being like ridiculousness. I'm just ridiculous. Yeah, like go on fucking wilding out, Kim. <laughs> Yeah, like do some weird, crazy stuff like that. I would. What are you going wilding out right now? More Skechers, sham credit cards, like Slim Quick, like just I want them to just do (laughs) not those like scammy like Louis Vuitton giveaways that seem like pyramid skims. I mean, like do some 
just silly stuff. I love that you called it slim, slim quick. That's something I would do. It's called quick trim, but I love slim quick because it mixes slim fast and quick trim. I don't, is slim fast still a thing? If, if slim fast is still god. making money in 2023, God bless my the marketing team. always have those. The chocolate ones. My mom I'd be like too. late for school, I would take them mm. and I would drink them at school and be like. Mm. My mom had the chocolate ones. But I don't think Vicky was doing it right because you were sp- okay. So Gen Z slim the slim trim back in the diet culture when it was very popular and acceptable in the nineties. Take me back, but um, they used to say you have a slim, slim quick, slim fast. quick slim fast. Thank you, slim fast for breakfast, a slim fast for lunch, and a sensible dinner. That was literally their meal plan for and everybody. I found this out later, like once my grandparents got older, like the slim fast was like the exact same as like ensure, yeah, which was like this canned like protein drink they give to like old people to make sure that they were like not malnourished. Yeah, my grandparents. Well, my I don't. I, well, my mom's cheap, so I'm sure my mom got the cheaper version, Boost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mom's not buying that expensive ass and sure, but she bought like my grandparents. Um, and my my grandma actually too used to buy my great grandma in sure, and then my grandma just started drinking it. Like I'm like, and by yeah, the way, always had all the cans, and yes. then she had to have like all the little Debbie snacks, and then all the like canned like beans and stuff, canned everything. And it's supposed Child to be more depression. of a like almost like a um like a laxative. Slim, yeah. slim fast was, but the chocolate one kind of went hard. I'm not gonna, mad, I wasn't mad at the chocolate flavor. I just, could, I don't think I've ever been able to drink a whole one. But I remember even being like in the 2000s, still trying to find slim fast. I'm like, oh, I remember my mom no, drinking this. I remember when I was in college, I was like, well, and like, yeah, I'd be like running from class to class. I'm like, I just need something that's like has protein in it yeah i'm not trying to lose weight or like bulk up i just like i need something so like my brain still works and all the campus food was like i'm gonna pass out from like food coma yeah yeah, yeah yeah i like i went to costco and i think i like got some sort of like i think i had like the v8 juices but then i found out they had all this sodium I had the little like box chocolate milks that had protein in them but they had all this sugar i was yep. like can, then I got yogurt and I was like, great, yogurt will be great. But then I found out they had all this fake sugar in them and it was mm-hmm. giving me migraines. I was like, I just need something. The fucking food, dog. <laughs> That's how yeah. I felt. I get into that whole cycle too since I'm like, oh, the fucking sugar. And then there was a time where I was eating like, well, I obviously called it budget gourmet, Marie Calendars, but they yeah. had one that was specifically, I won't say for weight loss, but it was like one of those weight loss frozen dinners. And then I read on Twitter, they got a gang of sodium, which makes yeah. you retain water. I was like, fuck, we can't eat shit. We got to cook everything. <laughs> anything easy and quick that will keep me alive, that won't give me other things. And like, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> it was lean cuisines. I was on oh, yeah, lean, lean cuisines, cuisines for yeah. a minute. And then they had hella fucking sodium. So I was like, yeah, I guess we have to make our own food. We have to make our own food. That's the harsh fucking reality of life. We've got to go to those farmer's markets or, or Asian lived. stores and get good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you live in a dorm. With a hot plate or San <laughs> Francisco with a hot plate. <laughs> Make your own food. Um, we got way off topic. Food desert. Natalie and I were lucky enough to live in California. 
But there are yeah. a lot of people who live in food deserts where they yeah. don't have produce, they don't have good meats. How the heck are you supposed to maintain the perfect segue back into the dinner with Chloe and Malika? How we got out <laughs> it, I don't know. <laughs> but basically, Chloe's saying she's so overwhelmed. She talks about how she's Chris is so good at, you know, with everyone in the family, uh, forgiveness, which we've already talked to that topic to death, that they don't have a really clear, good grasp on what forgiveness really is. Forgiveness isn't like, come they over. They just like, <laughs> it off to the side, and then they're mad later when it comes back up again. <laughs> she also, Chloe also said she didn't speak to Tristan for six months. Can you believe how far they've come? They weren't even talking I for six I months. I want to see from that. Like, I think their definition of speaking is different. Just like their definition of, oh, I'm not with him, but he's in my house and touching me and, like, driving my nieces and nephews to school. Yeah, and that that's where you and I are. We're like, no one said you couldn't speak to him. You have children together. Our issue is the driving the kids to carpool, him fixing your necklace. That? Him living with you when well, he has money to rent back a house. To him in two weeks, but my sister like wants to fuck him. It's like okay, well that's not normal either. Because then she wants to be proud of her man when she walks in the room and not have everyone think she's like some weak bitch. And this is when Malika starts talking about how she Get takes rid of him. Then Get him off the show. Malika says, "Be a parent to your children, just like China, who you don't acknowledge exists." Listen. Malika says it takes a strong woman to get cheated on over and 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 over again and still be friends with him. Bird mentality of like, oh, if you're like still let him come around and be part of your family, even when he embarrasses you constantly, you're such a strong woman. You have the resilience of a thousand men. Letting for punishment, we're like. You are such an amazing woman. That's this man is literally trying everything to get back with you. You must be the creme de la creme. This well, man, what you were like that person made me feel like garbage. And my kids are going to be self assured enough that they know that their dad and I live separate lives, and he loves them. But like, I don't have anything to do with them. This man tried to break you, and look at you. You're cracked, but not broken. <laughs> You're so strong. And then, so uh, to Kathleen's point she made, Kat, Chloe goes, you know, I'm not really even attracted to him anymore. Malika says, and I quote, you're still attracted to him. And I think that threw Chloe off for a bit. She's like, N- I mean, and then Chloe kind of backtracked. This is what I didn't like. She was like, well, he's an attractive man. I mean, he's a beautiful, statuous man. But I mean, like, I don't want to kiss him. No, you say Stand on business, as the kids would say. You said what you said. I am not attracted to him. Name redeemable qualities of Tristan Thompson challenge. Go. Yeah, a person has a face with dimples. What the fuck ever? Lots of people have faces with dimples and sperm that is able to create viable pregnancy. Are any of those redeemable qualities as a human being? No. And I can't tell you how many times I just talked to another male friend of mine. Well, he was gay. So that's probably why I told him this straight men have this tendency to think that if you've hooked up with them or slept with them once in your life, that you want to keep doing it. Like that no matter how old you are, how much time has passed. If you see them, you want to fuck them. 
even when that dude has like really done you wrong or done something fucked up, they think you're still, there's some attraction there. It's very possible to have sex with somebody or hook up with some, have kids with someone and then not be attracted to them anymore. It's and very fact, possible. And in fact, as a woman, I don't know what it's like as a dude. Yeah. To be repulsed. <laughs> right. hooked up with because of what they made you feel exactly exactly oh, not a lack of attraction but a little literal disgust detraction an, a push away get that thing away from me <laughs> right get the fuck out of my face like there's so many men like that's what frustrates me so, again so much with Chloe and I think it's like this thing that she's addicted to and she has all these people around her and not helping her like there have been times where just the idea that I might run into yeah when you know you we both lived in the city where it was like dating everyone was like getting into dating apps when it was like in its infancy and you would like date someone a couple times and then they'd ghost you and it was like weird like mind fuck Every time you'd go out to a bar, you'd be like, oh, am I going to fucking run into this person? Right. Like, you didn't want to see those people. Yeah. So then you imagine having a child with a person who embarrassed you multiple times. Why would I want to hang around with that person? I don't need to hate them, but, like, I'm not trying to hang out with them. I'm not trying to kiss them. Like, I, furthermore, I don't want to touch them. I don't want them touching and me. Where's the attraction of this person who has no for my personal feelings? Like... And I've never, I feel like there's a very strong sentiment on the internet. Like we kind of learned with like the scandal of all of it all. People who have been cheated on see a cheater and it's like, ah, because it's such a visceral feeling. I, I've never even had that experience. I've probably gotten cheated on and just an idiot and didn't know. But I've never had the experience of knowing someone cheated on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I can vouch for feeling Chloe's feeling of, like someone you used to be attracted to making you feel like garbage. Yeah, you're not attracted to them anymore at all. You're you're quite repulsed. You want you yeah, don't want like, them anywhere near you. It's not a lack of. It is a vis- visceral no. Yeah, a repelling of. Keep that away. Now I don't really believe Chloe because I'm just gonna she was, say it's she's close like, to her, and I don't think it's her fault. I think she has like some issues, but yeah. And, of course, Malika can't let it go because then she says, don't you want to save your family and give this a shot? Fix your family, Malika. (laughs) Give your family a fucking shot. (laughs) OT liked you for, like, three seconds. And, like, why are you pushing this so hard? It's the same with Chris pushing it. She's trying to fix the choices that she made in her past which could have been like who the fuck cares kate hudson has five baby daddies she doesn't care like you can just be like on to the next one heidi klum Gwyneth paltrow all these other famous women who are just like yeah i had a kid with that person and we're friends and now i'm having a kid with this other person yeah it's very strange that her own friend who had a front row seat to all the bullshit is like don't you want to try this again? Like a normal friend would be like, girl, fuck him. Get his shit out of your house. Get all his shit out. And he's like, I understand that you probably have complex feelings about the person you thought you were going to end up with who fathered your children. And I don't want to get in the way, but I'm here to talk. Not like, 
Yes, you do. Like, <laughs> you are attracted to him, dumb bitch. Don't you want to give this a shot? At least he wants to be with you. I can get you guys back together, then maybe. Yeah. As OTG just going there. will respond to my texts. OTJ doesn't even respond to my DMs. You've got to give this a shot for both of us. It was. It could happen for you. It might be able to happen for me. Most insane conversation. And I literally just wrote down, I wish Chloe had other friends. Like, fine, Malika has her opinions as weird as they are. At least she would have a, one other person to be like, here's what I think. Like, if you, if it were me. Thinking, like, Courtney is ability to have finished high school and go to college mm-hmm. speaks volumes when we look at where the younger ones are. Yeah, yeah. The the way Kendall and Kylie who are kind of like on the whole other end of the spectrum, at least that's all they ever knew. Yeah. And they had some peers in the space. Yes. Chloe, Robert, or Rob, and even Kim kind of were in the middle. Where it's yeah. like they kind of knew normal life and then they kind of knew famous life. I think and Kim's like more in the middle a bit. Like Courtney and Kim, like they have one foot in, one foot out, but they know what yeah. normalcy is. And they, I think Courtney Kim wanted it more. I think. Yeah. Chloe and Rob just kind of were like fucked. And Chloe and Rob clearly have some, uh, I don't want to say personality problems, but they've had struggles in social settings as children. That's why Chloe, you know, had to do homeschool. I don't know what Rob's deal is. Like, I don't know why he doesn't have, like, homies and friends and da-da-da-da. Well, and Chloe, too, you have to wonder, like, Chloe was around the time, not to question her paternity again, but I will always do it because I'm a horrible person. But even if we don't question her paternity, that was around the time that there was strife in the marriage, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as discussed in Chris's memoir. and then. Rob was kind of the hope everything works out, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're like we all we all have friends who are not famous who've been through that experience. Yeah. So like they definitely got the brunt of the like trauma. Yeah, which is why they don't have friends. Like they need real friends to be like, what the fuck are you? doing like if rob had a friend black china probably would have never really really happened he might have hooked up with her yes but i don't know if he would have really lamar were his friends and then his friend that od'd it's like other than that i don't know who to hang out with (laughs) who do you who do you talk to like like i said like kim i know she has friends that's why sometimes on this show i'm kind of like can you get a friend on here that you can talk to and stop just like trying to talk to us and like create scenes or whatever and now is kim a bossy bitch who probably like calls up her friends and they're like yeah girl of course we'll yeah. meet up sure but they do live separate lives so they yeah. can at least come in and be like a different point of view and i but i feel like kim's friends when it comes to like the men like the dating stuff they they kind of keep it real with her obviously they'll bullshit her about like lawyer stuff da, da, da. but i'm sure her friends were like girl you got to divorce kanye immediately <laughs> like get out of there <laughs> not in the same state he doesn't like you. He doesn't like anything. Yeah. Dang this weird is over. stuff. Like <laughs> this has ran its course. Because I really feel like Kim met your children, the younger ones. I feel like even when she married, like I don't know. I feel like Kim, especially when the cameras are off, I think she keeps it a little bit more like real. Like if a friend was like, You really want to marry Kanye? She probably was like, Yeah, well, he's famous. He loves me. He's obsessed with me. Uh I'm the clock is ticking, bitch. So this is just what I it think is. Kim got weirder 
I think she was weirder with Chris Humphreys. I think she got weirder with Kanye after they had North and Saint. And it was like, I think she got a taste of this like upper echelon they could go to. Yeah. It seemed hesitant at the beginning. Yeah. Especially now that we know that he mentioned the smushmortion. But I think once they had North and Saint and it was kind of like they were riding high, I think Kim was like, yes. Yeah, exactly. This is what it's about. This is what it's about. I honestly think the last person she dated for love was Reggie Bush. I think after the Reggie, and we we all kind of get, I don't know, I'm going to put that on everybody, but there are some circumstances where something doesn't work out with someone you really, really loved. The next person, yeah, the next person you're kind of like, I'm not as in love with you as I was that other person, but it will do. I feel like ever since Reggie Bush, that's kind of what she's been doing. Like, are you the fucking love of my life? No, but. Well, and I think she saw, she saw what Chloe Lamar had. Yeah. Likeability. And then she got all the attention with Chris. And it felt so close that she could like taste it. But we all were watching it and we're like. Then she realized Chris Humphreys is a literal. You know, I touched it on Kim, but I really don't think she was like, I'm just going to pretend it's marriage for 72 days to get the brand deals. No. No, no, no. I think she, she made. Really hoping this would work out. Yeah. She forgot, though, or didn't realize how fucking normal Chris Humphreys was. Like, he's like, she's like, oh, you really meant you wanted to live in Minnesota. Oh, oh, you he really meant you don't. thought she was in charge. Yeah, exactly. Situation. Yeah. And then you have someone like Kanye swoop in who. Is her counterpart who also thought he was in charge. They both thought they were the ones who had like the upper hand. So, well, they thought, oh, we both are fame hungry. This will work. And it's like, together, but and Kanye got in the relationship as the bigger figure. But then Kim star rose and the head got bigger. And she's like, my head's just as big as yours. And that's not going to work. That's why he needs someone like how he's with now, Sinceri. That's why he needed like an Amber Rose, someone that's kind of like a role player. That's like, I'm cool playing this role. Kim's like, no, I want to be as famous as you. (laughs) Let's be famous together. I told Natalie when Kim posted that thing about, again, these fucking Halloween costumes. Are you in a closet just dressed as Selma Hayek? And then Selma Hayek comments on it. She's like, oh my God, this is the best day of my life. Are you wearing her costume? Like, did you get the costume from the Dawn of the Dead and wear it for 30 seconds in your closet? Like, that's not Halloween. I need shenanigans. But it goes to show it's like, someone needs to give this lady attention. Who is the man that can give this woman attention? And I think in Kim's mind, she needs like a Tom Brady or like some famous person. So it's like this power couple. And it's like, no, that's not going to work. Like, again, look at Gwyneth Paltrow. Her now husband, Brad, worked on all the like Ryan Murphy shows. A perfectly well-connected person, but like the average person is not obsessed with American Horror Story. Glee doesn't know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your second time around is not going to be the same magnitude. Heidi Klum dating the guy that used to be in Tokyo Hotel. Well, (laughs) side note, just found out Matthew Perry's mom's dated, married to the Dateline guy. (laughs) Just like, what? That's cool. Like, that's nothing like groundbreaking. But when you find out about it, you're like, oh, shit, that's kind of cool. Like, you can date people that are well connected and are not going to bring you down or feel like a peon that's like falling around like a puppy. But like 
Kim, you need to be in charge. You're you're not going to find any celebrity male who's like prominent at this point. Yeah, and that's just like him. No one wants to. No one wants to do that. It's like you will enjoy it better. Look at your mom. Corey was extremely well connected with celebrities. Happy to be with Chris. Do that. And like um, Serena Williams, yeah. her husband, same thing. Married a guy that just created Reddit. Like, and he's like it's successful in his field, but how do you be like? Yeah, my wife is like the best tennis player ever, and like cooler than me. That's and what I'm, Kim needs. And I'm fighting for family paid leave for for fathers. <laughs> but I I think it always goes back to this theme we always talk about i there's a feeling that kim doesn't necessarily have a sense of self yeah so will she be able to find that person who is established who lets her be herself which is what she really needs cuz she can't be second fiddle that doesn't work for her as we've learned i think too once she kind of gets the when she gets the hang of things she kind of wants to go rogue like She'll let you like lead the way for a while. And then after that, she's like, all right, I got it from here. And like, be a chaotic hoe, like Cher, Whoopi Goldberg. Like, just. I wonder though if she'll date younger again. Like, the Pete Davidson thing obviously was PR, whatever, whatever. But I wonder if she'll, like, like you said, Cher would honestly date someone young on a serious tip, like a Larsa Pippen. I just take do a Larsa Pippen. At least Larsa is willing to be chaotic. I will say that. Larsa don't give a fuck. Lars is like, I don't have a brand. <laughs> relationship is such a PR thing, but also, like, they're in it. They're committed. Kim, I feel like, is too controlling. I feel like she's she's going to need to, like, date around messy. I just don't know how she's going to do it. I don't think that can... I don't know if we we can do that. I think or we've hit the point of no return. Yeah. She cares way too much. <laughs> way too much. And the weird space she's in right now where, like, She's clearly not receiving her needs. I don't know. I that don't know. we know of. Let's say it that way. She, yeah. Oh, yeah, again. She could be receiving her needs. And again, women, you can always get your needs without a partner. But it feels amiss with Kim right now. It feels like she's clamoring for something. It's been a long time since we've seen Kim single. And I feel like part of Kim's brand, the Kardashian brand, Jenner brand is desirability, right? Like men want us, look who we're dating today, yada, yada, yada. And again, we long for that old Kim where she's like, I'm dropping hints and I'm single. I'm single. <laughs> or just crying about being single. Like, I just, oh, I can't but now do when it. She's like, on this show, giving these confessionals, it, it just feels like she's playing that caricature because she knows that people liked that at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's, to your point with Chloe, it's like, are you going out? Like, are you going to Nobu? Are you letting it all hang loose? Are you wearing clothes that aren't making you, like, hold your breath for 45 seconds at a time? <laughs> like, are you going on a girl's trip? Like, I mean, are you taking a little weekend mess. to do something? <laughs> do something, please. That's what Hulu needs to say in their meetings. Like, reach out to Tequila and start telling us. What's really going on? Well, speaking of tequila, I don't know if we talked about this last week when they were doing the screening the girls for who Scott was going to date. And she's like, oh, I'm drinking wine and I don't even drink anymore. Why not? You never drink. (laughs) No, Chloe said this. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, like, they keep just slipping in. I had a bisectomy. Like, what would it? When did you stop drinking? And what was the reason? Like, 
let's dive well, into this. <laughs> and if you want to, uh, yeah, plenty. If if you're going to talk about sobriety, talk about it in a serious way. But otherwise, it feels like they're addicted to this suffering, where there's like, I don't drink, I don't leave the house, I'm just a single mom, I can't get rid of my baby daddy, nobody loves me. I've never had beer before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a Corona. Where are we? Mexico? Is that a country or state? Oh my God, what's going on? Yeah, they just, again, maybe we can talk about this tour blue in the face, but like what they need to do to spruce it up. But long story short, Chloe should get out more. And that, again, doesn't have to involve finding the perfect guy, but she should be doing something to have some fun. Some, it feels like she's like been punishing herself. Ever yeah. since Tatum was born. Like, I can't go anywhere. I've got to take care of the kids. Ah. They're making your mom feel bad for having, like, nannies. No, have fucking nannies. If you're rich, have nannies. Absolutely. You nannies, housekeepers, dog walkers. You love your kids. And your kids will love you with nannies. Gardeners. Have it all. Have, have it, it all. fucking all. In fact, you could probably be a more present parent if you have <laughs> all that shit. I agree with that. True that. Into, um, like multiple jobs so well that was the episode we're gonna do tyron on next episode and that next episode will drop the very next day we're going back to back we're trying to catch up we're trying to catch up um oh by the way courtney kardashian rumored to have the baby i don't want to speculate if she had it or not because she had such a kind of a Difficult pregnancy. I like to people to wait to announce their own news. TMZ. Yeah, TMZ, dark sided. Yeah. When she tells us, we will be excited. Exactly. So I hope everything's going well with them. RIP to Matthew fucking Perry. Like that was crazy. That was a weird, crazy thing. You know, and again, we talked about it a few times in this episode. The, I, like the addiction, like Lamar had it, Scott has gone through it. There was a lot of weird stuff when Matthew Perry passed where it's like, oh, he was an addict. Like maybe he relapsed, which might have happened. Who knows? But also people who it's very tragic when people who've become sober and talk about it a lot. Your bodies have been like through ran it and through exactly. fucking train. Yeah. So there's a very good chance he just had a heart attack or something. Yeah. Uh, so, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a bad thing either if he relapsed, like being an addict, that's what happens. Like you sometimes relapse. So it was, I felt like it was especially tragic because he made it so clear in the last couple of years of his career, what made the most importance to him was that he could be like a sober coach. Yeah. For other people. I've been listening to different audio clips of his book and he's been an addict. I want to say age eight. I don't know if he said eight or 15, but something very, very young. So to well, Kathleen's point, if he did like relapse. He's like Nepo baby. Like his yeah. family's like old Hollywood, you know? So. Yeah. So if he did relapse, I wouldn't be like, how could you? But I'm like, you've been struggling with this since you yeah. were a youth. Like no one's expecting you to be perfect. But I'm not, I never watched Friends. I was watching Living, my parents watched Living Single. So I was watching Living Single. Yeah. But Friends were so famous. You didn't even have to watch the show. And you knew exactly like. I know exactly. I know their real names. I know their character names. I don't watch that show. So I was like, oh, my God, my childhood. I definitely watch a lot of Friends because I'm white. Uh, Chandler was definitely one of the better characters of a sitcom. And that, mm-hmm. But our family was obsessed with Fools Rush In. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Kim's, Kim's twin. 
Our family was like obsessed with Fool's Russian <laughs> and we had it on VHS. And that's the Matthew period that like sticks the most in my head. And that was definitely when it was like deep in his like coke addiction because he was really, really skinny. But love that movie. His book is actually good. Like when I'm hearing when he's like, if you see me in my middle, really skinny, that means like I'm on pills and stuff. If I've, yeah. I've got weight on me, it means I'm drinking and like it's a I mean, I don't want to glorify drug at drug addiction, but it's a testament to his talent that he was so fucked up that he was like acting his ass off. I mean, that's a lot of artists. Like that's like a hard place to be where you have this like talent, but being alive every day is like a struggle. So like, like you bitch, know, so many. If I'm hungover, day over. Like, I'm not getting up. Like, I can't just get up and deliver, like, lines like Matthew Perry. Like, I'm dead. He's talking about how he would come home, come come to work very hungover because he didn't want to drink while at work. So he just spent the day hungover. Or he'd, like, be coked out, take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> get up and do the line and go lay back down. Like, his, like, I don't want to call it a work ethic, but his work life had no balance. It was, like... Like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. That, like, even his story about when, like, his character and Courtney Cox's character got married. And he's talking about how he was basically at Promises. And he, like, got drove over from Promises, did the the scene, and then had to leave and go back to rehab. Like, holy fucking shit. That's crazy. And that speaks to the greed of Hollywood and Hollywood executives. That they're, like... Hey, I know you're at promises, but can you knock these three lines out for us? <laughs> yeah. And if that's what you know, and like, that's what you feel like, and we all feel that we're all obligated. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, if I don't do this, what else am I going to do? You know? So. And, and I feel like too, I think the vibe I got, he just thinks people are like counting on him. Like if I don't do yeah. this, people lose money and jobs and the story won't be right. Like I've got to show up. I, for these. I just saw people. today that like he pushed back on the writers wanted to have like a storyline where he, Chandler like cheated on Monica and he was like, I can't do that mm-hmm. because it goes against this character that people love so much. And then people will hate the character and then I will be that character and like I won't get work ever again. Like Oh, that's you smart. Know, he he's, he's, he didn't really give a shit about the cheating per se. He was like, look, I'm trying to be a walk down the street. I, res- I respect it. Probably didn't really make sense for the character, but he was also like, yeah, like if this is the couple that like people are getting behind, you yeah. can't have them just like randomly cheat to get interest in ratings because then they're going to hate us and they won't believe in the couple anymore. And you know what, what show fucking did that and pissed me off? Boy meets fucking world. When Corey cheated, my world crumbled. I was like in fifth grade. I was just like a fist, but I was like, that was stupid. He never would have done that. It was so dumb. Yeah, it was, what the it hell? Was like the, they call it jumping the shark, Gen Z. <laughs> and this is even from our generation. This is from Happy Days. Day. I don't even know what the fuck is called. Boomers. When Boomers. Happy Days, uh, Henry Winkler jumped over the sharks in his leather jacket. That's what it's called when a show does something just dumb to get reading. Pissed so. me off so bad. Like kissed, and then like the girl wrote a letter about it, and then like then we had like eight episodes of fucking chaos. Topanga went on a date with somebody else, and I just 
I just well, was so mad at that. Kind of like saving themselves through marriage, but neither of them were like weird Christians or anything. It was just like the whole thing was like they were trying was so weird. hard to make it like really hardcore interesting. And I was like, everybody here believes Corey and Topanga are soulmates. Just let it play out. <laughs> when I think that's how we fucking got on the Angela and Sean train because we were like, yeah. what the hell are you two doing? Like yeah. being weird and not having sex, even though n- neither one of you are religious. But then- like, Sean and Angela felt like way more like a real relationship with problems yeah. and like Being normal talking about stuff. <laughs> and Sean had tra- childhood trauma that kind of attribute to dad. his thing. Yeah, the dad died. He was living with the teacher at one point. But Corey and Faye were this perfect couple. And then all of a sudden, one ski trip and he meets this like weird this girl, like a hundred people. And you're like, and he's and they kiss. And that? now, and then she, he, if you've ever seen this, oh God, I'm having flashbacks. Topanga tells him to go on a date with her when they get back. Like, because all of a sudden, Corey's confused after, you know, like kissing one girl that he met 20 seconds ago. In a lodge, and there's like 100 people there. And you're like, okay. And so Topanga's like, yeah, if you need to go on a date. She goes on the date. He kisses her, feels nothing, realizes, oh, I want Topanga. They go back to Chubby's. I think that was the diner's name, Chubby's. Yeah. And Topanga breaks up with him because he went on the date after telling him to go on the date. These writers had us in hell. Pure fucking hell. We're in like middle school, just like praying for a better future where we'll <laughs> have our Korean Topangas. Somehow Mr. Feeney's still alive. Who knows? Mr. Feeney, by the way, I, 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 I don't listen to Pod Meets World, but I do like check in on it. He like... His character, I think I read an article, like, not his character, but the guy who plays Mr. Feeney, he, like, cheated on his wife a bunch of times. Like, they were, like, talking about it. (laughs) They're, like, 98 (laughs) now. I guess they can talk about it. But I was like, Mr. Feeney was for the streets. Found out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Feeney was for the streets. But, yeah, the channel. Oh, my funny thing, too, before we wrap up, my dad, again, they don't watch Friends. He's read some article, and obviously he goes, Matthew Perry was gay? like what <laughs> he's like i just read this article it says matthew perry and some guy chandler and i was like dad <laughs> that's the character he played in friends like my dad matthew perry was gay and i looked it up it's this article that said matthew perry did a lot for queer Matthew Perry's depiction of Chandler did a lot for queer men. And so my dad read that and was like, Matthew Perry's gay. But basically, if you read the article, it's talking about like the queer man panic and how like Matthew Perry kind of made that like straight mainstream, whatever. But yeah, my dad (laughs) took that as Matthew Perry's fucking gay. I was like, no, dad. He's so that's just to show you as famous as Friends was, there's still people that are like, who the hell is Matthew Perry? (laughs) <laughs> Who is this gay icon that passed away? <laughs> like dad, it's not. Who's this Chandler he was dating? I was like, he's like him and some guy named Chandler. I was like, that is his character. Your character's Joe. We've always said it. They do. They say the wildest thing, but some, but they're boomers. They'll get canceled if they ever had a show like the shit they <laughs> say. So I'm like, oh, can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, you're not supposed to say we don't we don't say that anymore you know how like they'll say stuff like hey that's that's like my not them but like my mom's parents like they st- still slip into calling people oriental like that type of shit like <laughs> like yeah. no 
Or it, that is a, a vase. You are describing a rug, not a person. Uh, we, we don't yeah. say that anymore, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, a lot of stuff has changed. It's not 1932 anymore. Anywho. Um, alrighty. Well, we'll talk to you real soon. Probably less than 24 hours. Have a good 12 hours before we talk to you next day. <laughs> Bye.